Hello and welcome to episode 12 of ComposerCast. And on this episode, I want to talk about an event I went to called Open Doors, about finding your career in the games industry. So I went up to London the other month to attend an event about finding your perfect role and starting your career in the games industry. And it was a great talk with some really cool people on the panel discussing their roles in the industry, how they got into games and their personal experiences in the industry right now. The panel consisted of Jess Hyder, Adrienne Law, Anissa Sanusi and Chris Wilson. So I'm going to give sort of a summary of everything I took away from the talk. Roles. So there are so many roles in the games industry and a few of them are really in demand, such as tech artists, UI programmers, physics programmers and UI sound designers, which is something that I didn't know existed. There are some you may not have thought about, such as accountant and HR manager. There's bound to be something perfect for you. In a big company, you might even have multiple producers working on one game, with each one focusing on looking after a specific feature. There are about 2,000 games companies in the UK at the moment. This means there is quite a lot of opportunity for you out there. You just have to go and find it and network with people. Working for a studio. Be nice. Work well in teams and communication is key. You have to be able to get along with people. You'll be spending most of your waking time in the week with your colleagues, so you have to get along and talk to each other when there is a problem. If you don't communicate, emotions will bubble under the surface until they boil over and it can get messy. Good companies want you to be T-shaped. They want you to specialise and be really great at one particular thing and then expand out so you have general knowledge of lots of other useful things. It's great to have your passion and to be working on that, but it's even better if you can cultivate a transferable skill set. Getting a job. Find events to go to throughout the year, such as BAFTA events and other networking events. So network and meet cool, like-minded people at these places. People are generally happy to chat with you if you just put yourself out there. Talking to strangers is never easy, but everyone is in the same boat. People are more likely to respond to your emails or messages if you are polite and perhaps providing some value up front. They might not reply just because they're so busy, so don't feel afraid to send a follow-up email without seeming pushy. Be polite, get to the point with the important info, and give a clear subject to make it easier for the person to get back in touch with you. You want to think about your online presence and the reputation that will create. Everyone seems to know everyone in the industry, and word spreads quickly if your tweets are racist or just not a nice person online. So, be nice. If you're an aspiring composer, you should learn how to do much more than just compose music. At the indie level of the industry, you're much more valuable to someone if you know how to implement your music, how to use middleware like Y as an Fmod, and how to create triggers in Unity. The more value you bring, the more value you'll be worth to the team. When you're making your demo reel, you need to capture the viewer's attention in 30 seconds or less. Put your best work at the start and wow them with something special and something they'll remember you by. There's no point leaving all the good stuff till the end because 30 seconds in they'll just be like, "Ah, this is rubbish, we're not choosing this person. So put it at the start. With CVs, if you have to write a CV to apply for a job, keep it to one page and make sure you tailor it for that specific job. 
If you're an artist looking to work on a space game, don't put your drawings of orcs all over the CV. Replace them with some awesome battleships that you drew last week. Put the most relevant skills for that job up at the top so that they don't have to read through your life story just to see what you're good at. Your CV should be simple, to the point, and easy to read. You can try and make it stand out, but unless you're going for an art or design job, there's not really much point. Make sure you name your PDF with your actual name and include links inside the PDF to your website and your work. Once you're in the room for an interview, the company is looking at you as a person. You know, they've already seen your CV and the work you can produce, so they're really seeing if you'll be a good fit for the team. So here's the cheesy line. Companies would rather have a hole in their team than an asshole on their team. A great question to ask in interviews is if there is a training budget. You'll still have to be proactive in finding great courses and events to go to, and you'll still have to pitch as to why it's worth sending you, but it will be really good for the company and for your skills to progress and to attend these events. People care about the results. Nobody's really interested in the tools that you use except to check that you're capable of using the standard software. Show them the results and they'll be happy. Focus, put in the work and be super proactive. If you can do that, you already stand a much better chance of getting a role in the industry than 90% of other people. So here are some tasks that I've taken away from the event. The first one is I need to learn wise. Like, it's not good enough to just make music. I, like I said earlier, I have to be able to implement that music or at least understand how it's going to be implemented. So if you learn a middleware like WISE, then you're going to be a bit more valuable. Um, to learn WISE, I think they've got a WISE 101 course, which is what I'm doing right now. And I think they've just released a WISE 201 course. So definitely go check them out. They're free. I think you only have to pay if you want the official certificate. The next task I've taken away from the event is I need to learn how to implement music in Unity. So forgetting about the middleware, just sort of going straight in to the game engine and trying to put the music in there. Third task is I want to branch out a little bit into the world of UI sound design. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Obviously, it exists, I just hadn't noticed it before. And I think it sounds really cool. So I'm going to have a look at that. The fourth task I took away, I need to look up game industry events that are happening this year. So the only one that I really know of is I'm going to EGX Rest on Friday the, let me check my calendar, pretty sure it's the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th. So I'm recording this on a Monday right now. So this Friday I'm going to EGX Rest and I like that one because it's not, it's not too busy. Um, you get to meet all the developers, it's all indie games, and I tried going to the uh, the big EGX before, and that was just way too crowded, and it's just, here's the new AAA games, come play this. But Rest, it's in Tobacco Docks in London, and yeah, it's just a really nice day. And then in the evening, I'm going to the industry event, so have drinks, meet people, and just have a nice time. And then the last task I've taken away is if I build my own simple game from scratch and maybe document the whole process, then that will cover learning wise and it will cover learning Unity, if I use Unity, um, and it will make me a much more valuable person on the team. All right, that was the summary of the whole talk. The other stuff I've been up to at the moment is I've bought myself an Oculus Rift and I got it the other day and it just it took up my entire weekend. Like, it's so good, it blew my mind. I've got a whole bunch of games, and just before I sat down to record this podcast, I tried out the, I think it's called Big Screen, 
and you're sitting in a cinema or you're sitting in a nice apartment somewhere and you can put your computer desktop screen up on the big screen, so up on the cinema screen and you can sit there and watch Netflix and then you can invite, so any friends you've got on VR, you can invite them as well. And I thought that's awesome. So that's one really cool thing that I've been doing. And then another one is um, is an app called Rec Room and it's free and you just go in there and you meet people and you, you end up just interacting and talking to these people. And that's really cool. And you can like throw basketballs and throw stuff at each other and frisbees and everything. And then you can go on uh, little quests or little adventures. So one of the games they've got in there is paintball. And on Saturday, I must have spent three, four hours in VR just playing paintball with this group of people. And it's so good. Like you have to, you have to duck down behind things and like you can blind fire and then you can quickly hide behind some other stuff and then pop out and shoot the person. I was chattered by the end of it and I looked at my Fitbit and I hadn't left the house all day, but I'd done 6,000 steps. So yeah, I'd highly recommend an Oculus Rift. Just they're so cool. And you got the HTC Vive as well. I think that's a bit more expensive. Uh, I just, I found a Rift secondhand and thought I'd have a go and it's going to keep me entertained for ages. So I think that's about everything that's going on. Um, if anyone's going to EGX Res, then hopefully I'll see you there. Otherwise, I look forward to the next episode. Bye.